2: Hey, good morning. Welcome back inside Kaufman Stadium. I'm Josh Vernier, 610 Sports Radio's Royals Insider. We're broadcasting live from Royals Rally 2023. For you longtime Royals fans, you may remember FanFest. Well, well, a lot has changed since the last time we had a Fan Fest. Uh, the world shut down. Um, you know, Wins haven't been plenty. So we got Royals Rally 2023, but everybody's here. Royals fans have uh, packed at least the floor that I'm on. I know they got the kids up on six. They got players signing autographs. I saw uh, MJ Melendez and Vinnie Pasquintino. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to join us coming up in just about five minutes live here on 610 Sports Radio. So uh, stay with us. And, and also still ahead, Brad Keller, uh, Daniel Lynch. We've already talked with Brady Singer. We'll hear from Royals owner, Uh, and CEO John Sherman, uh, Josh Stallmont scheduled to stop by, among others. Hey, if you missed the Brady Singer conversation or the sit-down with MJ Melendez and Michael Massey, uh, go to the Odyssey app, go to 610sports.com, and you'll see a new uh, feature on 610sports.com, and it's um, on the podcast page. It's just titled, All Things Vern. Uh, and boy, it's, it's really hard to say that without sounding like an arrogant SOB. But, but that's the name, All Things Vern. So postgame shows, hot stove shows, uh, interviews from spring training, pot, everything is going to be on the um, All Things Vern page on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. So if you ever miss a uh, uh, game show, you miss anything pertaining to the Kansas City Royals, uh, and myself, it's going to be on 610sports.com. It's going to be on the Odyssey app. It's going to be under all things Vern. Again, Bobby Witt Jr. coming up in just about five minutes. Um, J.J. Piccolo yesterday, along with Zach Granke, had the introductory press conference or another introductory press conference with the future Hall of Famer, Zach Granke as he inks a one-year deal to return for, what his 20th season to further cement that uh, Hall of Fame resume as he inches closer and closer to 3,000 strikeouts. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm surprised there's really much debate nationally of whether or not Zach is a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, I, I think he, like so many recently, uh, can can fall victim to the... Man, we, 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 we don't think of you with just one team. I think Carlos Beltran's... Um, hurt by that if Beltron played his entire career with one team he would have I believe made it to the Hall of Fame in year one despite the scandal that happened in Houston you know th- those one team guys when, when you're you know, uh, George uh, Ripken Mike Schmidt when, when you as a player um, stand basically or are a symbol for a decade plus of one organization and you're putting up Hall of Fame-type numbers, yeah, that's normally a yellow brick road into Cooperstown. Beltron will walk down that road, I hope by next year, and I think Zach Grinky will. Well, I know Zach Greinke will whenever he hangs it up. Just give him five years before they uh, vote Zach in to Cooperstown. So, at the press conference yesterday, J.J. Piccolo asked by Annie Rogers of MLB.com, as we sit a week out from spring training, what do you think of your roster?
3: Well, I think we're getting to a point now where things are – Settled. I think it would be a reaction to something that may come our way, an opportunity. Um, but we are still working on some non-roster invites. I think that's important. Right now our 40-man roster has 24 pitchers and 16 position players. Um, so some of the previous signs that we've, ar- we've already made, are going they're going to be important. They're going to compete for spots on our team. So if we're able to add some other non-roster invites that give us depth on the position player side that we think we need, that's where I think we can capitalize, but other than that, it's more planning. And now, you know, the question that was asked to Zach about discussions and conversations and communication. Now that we're going to be together in Arizona, we can take those discussions further. Brian Sweeney has a lot to learn about our pitchers and how they prepare for the season. So those, those discussions, a lot of them have already been had, uh, but they, we have to get deeper in those discussions. And then, um, you know just getting a new no new staff you know we got a new manager we got a new bench coach new infield coach so i think our sights are more on how we build those relationships now
2: yeah speaking of that new staff i asked Zach Granke about conversations he's had with the new manager matt cotrero or the new pitching coach in brian sweeney here's what zach had to say yesterday Well i
4: talked to him a little bit uh the manager seems really really uh, easy to to talk to and uh, it seems like he's got a decent chance to be pretty good, but uh, that was just in a couple of quick talks and haven't talked too much baseball with him, but just his people skills seem seem better than most.
2: Yeah, and Zach would know better uh, than I, but I would uh, concur with those thoughts just in brief conversations with the new uh, Royals manager, which we'll have a chance to get to know him over the course of not only the show, but over the course of the next few weeks against spring training. Uh, if you're playing in that World Baseball Classic like so many Royals are, uh, you're reporting to spring training the Monday after the Super Bowl. So um, next Monday, Bobby will be there, Vinny will be there, Nicky Lopez will be there, Brady Singer will be there, Salvador Perez will be there, maybe Aroldis Chapman will be there. All right, Chapman playing for the Cuban team, Salvi with the Venezuelan ball club, Brady and Bobby holding it down for the red, white, and blue. While Vinny and Nicky Lopez uh, scheduled to play for Team Italy. Well, as just uh, discussing this gentleman uh, in Team USA, he's donning his uh, familiar number seven, Bobby Witt Jr., kind enough to join us here on 610 Sports Radio, again broadcasting live from Royals Rally 2000. 23. And uh, well, Bobby, I was just talking about the World Baseball Classic and how uh, many guys got to report um, a little bit earlier than usual to uh, to prepare not only for the regular season, but also to get ready for the WBC. Man, I know you're excited about it. Uh, I, I think I'm just as excited for you, for Brady, for for the rest of these guys to participate in what I believe this year has a chance to have the kind of lasting effect uh, that that 92 Dream Team did. I, I I think the squad that this USA squad has, uh, I think it's going to exp- inspire generations, man. Uh, thanks for stopping by. And and, and and what do you think that this team could mean moving forward?
5: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's it's an honor just to be able to, anytime you get to represent USA, I did it when I was 18 and then now doing it this year. And just just seeing the lineup, seeing the team, like it's it's going to be unbelievable. I'm going to try to take in as much as I can, soak it all up. And just being around those all stars, being around those guys, like it's going to be incredible. Like you said, like it's it's the dream team. And yeah. so I'm really looking forward to doing that. Just be around those guys, learn as much as I can, take it all in, and just have a blast. Brady said he was on the golf course, got a call, and said, "Yeah, of course, I'll be on the team." How, how
2: did the um, how, how did it go with, with with your recruitment to Team USA again?
5: Yeah, I remember that it was kind of it was thrown up. Like kind of out there, uh, like maybe there's uh, talk to like JJ about it. Like, oh, there might be a the chance. Like, just be ready if like there's an opportunity. And then I was actually driving home from Kansas City after the season ended. And I get a call saying, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "What do I?" Like, it, it's it's awesome to be like kind of the utility guy or whatever, if if needed guy just being able just to be around those guys, Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, Nolan Aronado, Trey Turner. Just all oh, that's going to be, yeah, unbelievable. So I'm really. Looking forward to that and then seeing Brady. Brady's going to be on the team. It's going to be a privilege just being able to play with those guys. I'm just really, really honored.
2: Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think most Royals fans have uh, learned about your uh, humility just as, as a ball player with your exceptional skills. It, it, you're, you're not always talking about it. And, and The reason why I'm so excited for you to play on this Team USA is just to observe, you know, because the guys that you, you mentioned, Arenado – Turner, Trout, um, you're going to – I just have to imagine you're going to be picking up countless things that – I mean, you, your career is already very bright and, and these guys are going to unleash, I have to imagine, something that that you're not even privy of.
5: Oh, yeah, and then the list goes on and on with Mookie Betts' and all, all the guys. It's <laughs> yeah. it's just – you every name, it's like all-star, all-star, all-star. And then if you have me, I'm just trying to take it all in, learn, because I know that through the mistakes last year I can feel like I can pick up from those guys what they what they do like with their routine what gets them ready for a game how how do you get through 162 game season like what's what's the postseason like for some of the guys like what's how, how what do you do and so it's I'm just really looking forward to that and been working hard this off season just to kind of get ready doing a lot of things just to get my body right physically mentally and just be, be prepared for anything.
2: How different was this off season? now that you've been through 162 and you have an idea, at least one go through, you have an idea of, of, of the grind?
5: Yeah, it's just trying to get more physical and just to kind of sometimes it just comes naturally, just with growing, maturing. I'm still 22 years old, so I feel like that will just kind of come as yeah. age goes, yeah. and just trying to get my body as ready as possible with my, my trainers I work with, with the guys that are just helping me out defensively, offensively throughout the offseason, and then just talking with the new staff pretty much once a week, just like getting updates about what do you think I need to do, what do I need to do to get better, and just really just now I have a plan. I know who I am, and now I know what I need to do, just seeing of what what failure I went through last year that I need to get better and so it's just it's really great like I've talked about it a bunch just all the stuff that not to be like negative with it but all the things I went through last year with not just like losing games but just making more mental mental errors and physical errors is just those are the things now this off season I can I know like what I did and now I can I know what not to do and so I can help build my game and I think each and every day I get better each and every year I'm going to get better and I'm just really looking forward to keep going.
2: Royal shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. The thing that and, and you know who, who cares what, what I think but the thing that impressed me most about your 2022 was uh, when you would go through maybe an early season offensive skid or a mid-season defensive skid you were the same guy. Um, I know that carries a lot of weight inside the clubhouse that's respected by other ball players, uh, but it, it wasn't always smooth for you. Right? It was a terrific season, one of the best rookie seasons in all of Major League Baseball, uh, and yet you were able to persevere. Is there, is there a, did, did you check a box as far as your big league mentality, or did you already know you were, you were going to be fine on that front?
5: Yeah, I think just with coming up with my dad knowing that he's done what he's done and just knowing like and just having like a mental mental coach for for myself just knowing what I need to do just to go through the day whatever happens in the game maybe take an hour after the game settle down and then next day you got to flip the switch and start a new thing I think early in the year I put a lot of pressure on myself just because of I'm supposed to be this guy and do do this and that and I need to help Change the team because haven't been winning or whatever. So I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I tell the story a little bit. But going to Texas, the first series, get to see my family, get to see everyone, go home, stay at home, and I struggled a lot in Texas, like just playing. Like, oh, I wanted, I think I put even more pressure on myself. But then we're on the bus going to the airport back after our our third game there, and I'm driving. We're driving. We drive past the old stadium, and that was like a moment that kind of clicked. I was like, wow, this is this is just it's, it's just a game. This is the game I grew up. Playing, going to watch, like, and now I'm doing it on the biggest stage, and I'm putting all this pressure on myself. I'm doing this and that, just try to, I'm trying to save whatever, and Mm -hmm. that at that point I like took two steps back. I'm like, all right, just be the best, Bobby Wood Jr. You can possibly be. Be the kid that you were at the old ballpark in Arlington, out in center field playing wiffle ball. Just go out there and have fun. And Mm -hmm. I think at that, how powerful is Cox
0: Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did
5: moment it kind of clicked I think we went to Colorado after that hit a couple homers and then from there offensively just kind of it it kind of broke through and I think that was one of the like changing points in my season last year and just knowing like what I need to do is just be myself and a bunch of other guys like playing against like Mookie Betts other guys getting to second base is like hey man it's uh Carlos Correa they're just like hey just biggest thing for you just know you're in the league know you're gonna stay and just be yourself and just know your preparation your work is good enough and just go out there and have fun enjoy it because who knows how long you're going to play this game. It could be one season. You never know what's going to happen. you mm-hmm. got to take it all in, enjoy it, and just have fun.
2: I love that story. I, I, I'm here talking with Bobby Witt Jr., so I shouldn't make it about myself. I have one of the best players in the planet. But, man, that, 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 that surreal feeling, I, I get that just about every day when I – before you guys come out here, I'm sitting in the dugout. I have no business being in a big league dugout, but it kind of reminds me, man, be grateful for where you're at. Did you have any more of those surreal moments where – man, you, you remember being that 10-year-old and now, you know, I'm fielding a ground ball off of the bat of filling the blank great player. Did you have any other moments at a different stadium uh, that, that took you
0: back?
5: Yeah, I'd say another one would be at Fenway Park. Uh, seventh inning, seventh inning stretch. They're singing Sweet Carolina group, a Red Sox fan, and I'm like standing at shortstop and they're singing and I'm like, holy cow, this yeah. is, this is, it. like, and that just, it gives me chills kind of just talking about it and just at that moment, it's like, yeah you're here you're this is this is your job you get to go out here and do this You're, and then like I think of it as there's millions of kids that would want to be doing what I'm doing so I got to kind of do it for them as well and do it for the fans do it for those people and then that time that's whenever kind of stress-free games games started to fall into play and I just kind of went out there was trying to be the best Bobby Wood Jr. I can be and just help the team win each and every night and I think that was a, that was a big moment for me too, as well.
2: I I know, I know your family keeps you grounded. So when you're away from them in the off season, is it, was it any different being Bobby Witt Jr. this off season, a guy that's played 162 in the show compared to previous off seasons where it was, Hey, that guy's going, going to do this. He's, he could do, you've done it now. Was the attention any different this off season?
5: No, I just kind of try to be the same guy. Like kind of, I've been saying just want to, Working, working out the same spot, hitting this, hitting at the same spot, doing my same routine, still going up to the high school, taking my ground balls there, doing my my field work there, and so, just like kind of now, just taking bits and pieces of what I learned through the season, what I learned through other coaches and everything, and just put that into my routine, and just kind of try to sharpen my sharpen my my axe or whatever, mm-hmm. just try to get better, and in, in all aspects of my game, and just know that there's always room for improvement because you got guys like. Mike Trout, Aaron Judge are always trying to improve. So, I need – Bobby Wood Jr. also needs to keep pro- improving and working. So, th- the game will never – you'll never be – the game will never be too easy. So, you always right. got to try to make it as slow as possible and go out there. And just – I think that all comes from the off-season, the work, and the routine you have.
2: Yeah. I, th- th- there's, the, there's the fan in me that's that's hoping when you get that, around that Team USA, you're going to see. And I, I can do everything that these guys can do. These guys have been growing up watching – this off season, I see you at Stars games. I'm seeing you at Chiefs games. Um, what else were you able to enjoy when you were able to get out of the cage, get away from the game for a second?
5: Yeah, a lot of a lot of family time. I have uh, two nieces and a nephew, so it's cool to be around them. Nice. I have three older sisters, um, so it's just and we're all all around the Texas area. We're all within 20 25 minutes from each other, so spending a lot of time. Thanksgiving, we went out to Aruba
3: mm-hmm. and
5: did that with the whole family, first time like a big family trip. So that was awesome. And crazy story was. So I was sitting at like the sushi bar, just eating sushi. And I'm just kind of like hanging out, all the family's there. And then like I knew Salvi had two houses in Aruba or has a house in Aruba or something. And I I get this smell of Salvi. I'm like, this is weird. And all of a sudden I get chokehold from behind and the Salvi comes up and he's there. So it was a crazy moment when we were out there. We are taking pictures, talking, hanging out. He got to talk to all my family. So it was really cool just to see him in the off season and just – Anytime you see him, yeah. wherever you are, you've got a <laughs> smile on your face. So that was that was pretty cool and pretty, like, small world moment right there. Yeah. But, yeah, just enjoyed a lot of time with the family. Got to come out to some Chiefs games and uh, got to bang the drum, which was which was awesome. I didn't know, like, what I was in for that day. I think that's probably the most – I was telling the guys two times, like, been most nervous was probably talking in front of the people down there and then mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. banging the drum. Like, I was like, holy cow, everyone's just kind of – like, in the baseball game, I'm like – I'm so comfortable going out there. I can. I feel like there can be a hundred thousand people watching. Yeah. I'm fine. But then doing something else that you're not used to, you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Yeah. And then, do you get into the, the when you're up there? Are you in
2: your athlete zone once you start uh, banging on that drum? Or are yeah, you- it was
5: it was all like the the before stuff, like leading up to it. After the national anthem, or like they do the highlight video on the big screen there, and I'm like, "Wow, this is this is cool." And then just hearing from a lot of fans, it was. Really cool to hear from at the Chiefs games that they said 14-15, it was louder here. And I was like, louder at Kaufman there? Yes. And, like, and that's even more motivation True. just to try to get back to winning because these fans are – this is why we do it. And the culture out here, it's it's really fun to see. And even the guys, all the fans that come out today at the Royals rally, it's really cool.
2: Dude, I, I was there for 14 and 15. I love the Chiefs. I was at the Jags game. I was at the Bengals game. Love the chi- – there's just nothing. There's nothing that compares to Royals baseball in this city. Uh, but but speaking of the Chiefs real quick, what impresses you about Mahomes? Because after that Bengals game, him him and Chris Jones, I'm like, these guys are dogs. Someone says, uh, Vern, you're stealing Bobby Witt Jr.'s tweets now. Because he last week said 15's a dog. What impresses you about the way that guy goes about his business?
5: Just, just how he works. I think that's something a lot of guys don't see, and I'm able to kind of see it from behind um, just with – kind of having the same trainer and stuff um that we worked that we've worked with and just knowing what the work he puts in to get his body right after an injury or whatever it is and just cuz I got to go down the field uh, those games and just see him like prepare and just his mindset like even just going around talking to like fans and like his wife one of the times just like let's go it's like showtime like it's it's all it's all real he's mm-hmm. like a gamer he just and it's just that's also more motivation just to see him do that and like carry a team like that it's just a lot of fun to watch and just the things he does and on and off the field it's really it's really impressive just to see and then all that stuff that that energy he brings it's none of it's fake it's all real and that's just who he is and he's just a worker and I feel like we got a lot of guys down with the Royals that are kind of the same mentality and mindset and I think that we can kind of Get things going to I was
2: just telling the people that that's the thing in, in, in my, I've been lucky enough to be around big leaguers. That's the thing that always stands out the most to me is you guys just work harder. I mean, your, your hard work is what got you here. We could all talk about ability and arm strength. You guys are just working harder than everyone else. And, and, and the same thing can be said about uh, that, that, that team across the parking lot, which right now is one win away from becoming a champion. Uh, now this is a softball type question but I'm interested in your answer just just how important is winning now that you're you're you got your feet in the show you're not going anywhere uh, how would you describe your, your 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 demand for
5: wins I think just winning baseball winning culture just makes everything else easier whether it's just playing your work before the game it's just when you're winning you're having more fun and then that just takes all that that stress away and so it just that's just the biggest thing. You see those teams that are in the World Series in the postseason. Look at look at them in the dugout. Look how much fun they're having. None of them are, like, yeah, maybe when they're losing or whatever, they might be a little little nervous or or something. But just winning baseball just changes the whole whole culture of everything. And so I think that we got a lot of guys that that are kind of used to winning. A bunch of guys that won championships in the minor leagues, and now they're here and they see kind of the culture. Like last year, lost a lot of games, and like it kind of like. Everyone wanted to get to the big leagues. They made it to the big leagues, and now you're in the big leagues. Like Now you got to win, and so that's definitely the goal now, and I think a lot of guys put in the work this off season and, and are ready and hopefully get things going. Do you
2: feel, uh, I don't want to say the, the, the pressure, uh, but a responsibility to make sure that that dugout looks, you know, okay, I don't want you guys partying when you lost two, three yeah. in a row, but do you feel a responsibility to make sure that that, that feels like a winning
5: dugout? no doubt and i think that's what's huge with how close a lot of the guys are in the dugout yeah. they'll they'll take take responsibility and if they don't take responsibility other guys will will tell them like hey you need to focus up you need to do whatever they'll they'll get in get into them or whatever it is and so that's kind of what's cool about having like a close close dugout or close clubhouse and everything that you guys we all take account for what we do if we do something wrong but then also other guys will come up to you and say, hey, like maybe ask you, hey, what's going on? you good? Like whatever it is. And so it's it's really good to have that type of thing. I think that will really, really help.
2: Bobby Witt, Jr., a few more minutes here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, John Sherman, J.J. Piccolo at the end of last season both acknowledged that those two have had conversations about um, a long-term extension for you here in Kansas City. Um, where, where do you stand on that? And, and have there been conversations this offseason?
5: Um, I feel like there's been kind of mix here and there, so I'm just really just here for the ride, I guess. I yeah. just got to go. I'm not really focused on that. Um, if something happens, it happens, and so I just want to be able to go out there and enjoy the game, play the game, play hard, and just have fun, and then everything else I feel like will fall fall into play. It's kind of, I'm just kind of blessed in the opportunity that I'm in, and then if something happens, happens. I I love the city, Kansas City, the fans and everything, so right. kind of we'll just see how things go.
2: All right. Do you... Get involved. I mean, you mentioned you're, you're 22. You're in your second, and you got an old man that's, that's been through it, done it all, representing you. Do you get involved in that? Or are you aware? Are you asking for updates, or is it just, you know, I trust you. Yeah. Let yeah. me know.
5: I think it's a trust. A huge thing is trust. You got to trust your teammates, trust everyone, trust all the people around you, and uh, keep your circle close with the people that you trust. And so with having my dad there, he, we talk after every game talk every day about baseball and everything. And so just knowing like he, if he needs to tell me something, he'll tell me. So it really just kind of depends on if it's important or not for me.
2: Zach mentioned it yesterday. When you guys would get hot, when you guys would have your runs last season, uh, he said it was the most fun he's had as a big leaguer, which if I was you, I'd take as a pretty big compliment. The guy's been around for two decades. Uh, did you see that as well? Can, can, can you, and, and I, I think you alluded to it, with 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 the winning that many of you've done in the minor leagues uh but was it evident to you um just how tight knit that clubhouse that dugout was i mean if it's jumping out to a Zach grinky what what did it look like to you
5: yeah it's just you got to enjoy those little moments because like, I feel like last year didn't win a lot of games so you got to take them all in take all each and every one and just know that we're not showing up to the yard trying to lose a game like right. people will say oh, 2023 they're ready for 2024 we're not we're not trying to lose games we're going out there going to bust our tail each and every day so it's just knowing that the the success will come and when it does you have to enjoy those moments and once you do that you have a good night's sleep i feel like after a game after a win you always got that like that confidence feel you come into the ballpark next day and it's just kind of like a spiral effect it just Mm -hmm. keeps just like like i we've been kind of talking about just a winning culture changes so much
2: yeah. Michael Massey says, uh, if if you embrace the underdog role, you become the underdog. He, you know, for a guy also heading into his second year, I kind of appreciated the, hey, I, I don't want to hear about, oh, we're young, we're this, we're that. We're showing up opening day to win.
5: No doubt. Yep.
2: Got to love that. Bobby Witt Jr. joining us here from uh, Royals Rally 2023. I know the people want your autograph. You've been uh, generous with your time and I'll See you next week in uh, Arizona, man.
5: Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right, Bobby. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go.
2: Bobby Witt Jr. joining us on 610 Sports Radio. Quick timeout still ahead. We'll hear from Royals owner and CEO John Sherman, Josh Stallmont, Daniel Lynch, Scott Barlow, Brad Keller, to name a few. Quick timeout. We're back with more Royals talk after this.
1: You're listening to Royals insider Josh Vernier, live from the Royals Rally at Kauffman Stadium. If you miss any of the show, everything is on demand in the All Things Vern channel at 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Back at the Royals Rally,
2: inside Kauffman Stadium, I'm Josh Vernier. We're with you until 2 o'clock, leading you up to K-State Hoops. And you're home for, K-State, Royals baseball, and your official... Broadcasting partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. We are 610 Sports Radio. Still ahead, Daniel Lynch, Josh Stallman, Brad Keller. We'll hear from uh, John Sherman as well. Scott Barlow's going to swing by. We already spoke with Brady Singer and Bobby Witt Jr. If you missed either of those conversations, as well as the sit down with Michael Massey and MJ Melendez, you can find it at the Odyssey app or online at 610sports.com. Uh, every Royals conversation that at least the ones that I partake in is uh, can be found on the Odyssey app, 610sports.com under All Things Vern. So I'm talking Royals baseball until 2 o'clock. I'd love for you to join uh, the conversation. Shoot me a text, uh, your, your thoughts, your expectations, your concerns for spring training and for the 2023 season. The text line is open, 913-586-7610. That's nine one three five eight six seven six ten. here from the 816 Vern does Michael Garcia have a legitimate chance to start at third base this year um a legitimate chance Well he's on the 40man roster so if you're on the 40man roster, of course you have a legitimate chance um, Do I think he'll be the opening day third baseman? Uh, no do I think he'll be on the opening day roster No. Now, I think that's a guy you want getting every day at bats. That's a guy you want in the field at shortstop every single day. And as we all know, Bobby Witt Jr. is the shortstop of this organization. J.J. Piccolo made that very clear after trading Adalberto Mondesi to the Boston Red Sox. I have thoughts on that. Uh, Not pleased with the trade of Adalberto Mondesi not pleased with the trade of Michael A. Taylor. Now, I'm not going to flip over a table. I'm not going to uh, get carried away because I understand what 2023 is. I don't accept what 2023 is yet, but I understand with the moves this offseason, with the payroll being what it is, and with the question marks that are abound on this roster, I understand what 2023 is. It's a lot like we talked about at the end of last season. Need a lot of help pitching. I said, I don't, I don't want to hear anything until this organization signs three pitchers. Three new pitchers. And they've done that. I, I, I can't say I need you to do something. And then, and then when they do that, say, oh, well, I'm not happy with. It. No, they've, they've done it. They've done it. Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Jordan Lyles, and Aroldis Chapman. There's your three pitchers. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Adalberto Montesi conversation. We'll get to the Michael A. Taylor trade. We'll hear from uh, Scott Barlow and more coming up in just a moment. Uh, more from the text line, as far as third base is concerned, J.J. Piccolo just telling the media, including Annie Rogers of MLB.com, that Hunter Dozier is going to be playing a majority of third base in spring training, and that second base is going to be a competition between Nicky Lopez and Michael Massey. I don't think there's much of a, a surprise with either of those two things, but it does go to show you that uh, Michael Garcia, I wouldn't characterize him as a uh, prospect, Um but he's a guy that you're going to want to get a better idea of what he can be for this organization moving forward. And the only way you're going to do that is by him getting everyday reps. I don't think those reps are available at the big league level. Uh, so Garcia, uh, barring an injury, I would think would be your everyday shortstop at Omaha until something changes. Keep those text messages coming in. 913-586-7610. That's 913 586 Seven six ten. Well, just under an hour ago, Royals owner and CEO John Sherman addressed the media, and was asked by Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star, uh, with all the talk about the stadium, um, fans want to know uh, wh- wh- when the. The, the the winds are going to start showing up we're all excited about the possibility of a new downtown stadium but kansas city would be more excited about a winning ball club in 2023 here's what john sherman had to say about uh that and also about this 2023 ball club from earlier today
4: i we'll talked to him a little bit well,
2: that's zach granke that is not john sherman this is john sherman
4: no that's the primary objective i think and i think that uh I think winning's important. You know, we, we uh, you can't control where we can't control where we are today. But I think one thing I want our fans to know that uh, if they think we're distracted by this and not focused on baseball, that's not the case. I mean, I I get up every morning really thinking about how we play, how we can get better, and that's what uh, that's what JJ and I and his team are working on every day, and he's working very hard at uh, trying to improve the roster. But, no, I think winning is extremely important. This will be an interesting year for us in that, you know, I think we have, this is just my opinion, I should talk to the experts on this, but I think we have the young core of a lineup that has the potential to be the, the next championship caliber team. we got some, we got some work to do on the pitching side. Uh, you, I mean, you guys have probably talked to Q, but can you see we're kind of accumulating pitching right now. He feels like uh, you're going to need a lot of them on the 40-man. If you got 22 pitchers, that's probably not going to be enough for the course of 162. Uh, he certainly knows that pitching is the key to to us being successful because it keeps you in games. Pitching and defense, uh, you know, you'll know, you hear J.J. say that, but we didn't. our defense uh, didn't stand up to the standards of of what we expect as well, especially in the infield. You know, we have a new infield coach. Uh, you know, we have a dedicated focus on improving there as well. And and there's some new ideas with, again, I think you should talk to Q and Brian Sweeney and that group, but there's some new ideas about how to uh, make sure we're pounding the zone and, and reducing our walk rates. You know, it's interesting, if you look at the Indians, of the Guardians, and again, you know, when I talk about the Guardians in Tampa, I said this last night, we don't want to be Tampa or, or Cleveland. We want to learn from others and people that have proven a built him. But we want to figure out, what's Kansas City Royals baseball? We want, pe- we want to build a team where people say, we need to deal with the Royals. Like I think happened in 2014, 2015, right? The back end shut down bullpen. But, uh, but there's, some, uh, there's some interesting things. If you look at Cleveland, you know they tend to draft well people that can command the baseball, and then they help them with their velocity. If you look at Tampa... They tend to take guys that are out of the zone, and they find ways to... I think Tyler Glasnos was not a strike thrower, was he with Pittsburgh? You know,
1: yeah,
4: he wasn't, he wasn't, but he came over to Tampa, and they got him in the zone, a totally different pitcher. So those are the kind of things, uh, and I love the way Q thinks about it, right? We got 27 outs, the other guys get 27 outs. Don't give them any more than that, keep them to 20, don't make the kind of mistakes. We really have to get more than twenty-seven outs. Minimize their opportunities and find ways to maximize yours, and and find a way with that thin margin in Major League Baseball to win more games.
2: John, you talk about wanting to be in Kansas City baseball and sort of find your own niche. Yep. Now that you've had some time to see the roster come to fruition and to get to know Q, do you have a
4: sense of you know, what you want the identity this of year's this year's team, team to be? at this year's team? Yeah. Well, I think it's up to them. You know, I think. Uh, it, 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 it depends on the players, but I think, we have, I think we have good team speed, which I think, believe it or not, the smaller bases should help us a little bit. It doesn't sound like much, but the data in the minor leagues, uh, success rate in uh, stolen bases is 85% up from 75%. There's more infield hits, things like that, um, but I think we have good team speed. We've got to play good defense in, in this ballpark. And then ultimately, we've got to find a way to be more consistent in our pitching.
3: Another thing that's not baseball,
4: baseball, but it's the thing going on with Bally's and, and yeah. you know Diamond, and yep. the bankruptcy, yep. It can be a real fear for. It's a big part of your money for, for payroll. Where does that stand right now? In what you're well, about? it's it's. Considered uh, an interesting point. You're reading about it, and, and I would just tell you we're all over that, and I don't. When I say we. I don't mean just the, the Royals, Major League Baseball. Got lots of people engaged. We're talking to valleys. We're talking to their creditors. They're, we're seeking a solution that, uh, but we we think there'll be a solution that will make sure uh, what we we want to make sure our fans we can deal with the short-term financial turbulence. But we want our we, the worst thing would be for our fans not to have access to games. It's already been a challenge with the way the cord cutters and the cord nevers and and uh, you know straight developing streaming options. But long-term, I think. This is going to be really good for baseball. I think ultimately we go to more of an NFL model of you know global media business, maybe negotiated more centrally instead of this fragmented approach that we have today. We think we think long term, and then we have a great uh, our technology is you know best in class. We have the we have a we have an active network. We have proven the ability to do lots of simultaneous high quality video transactions on streaming. So we have. We have the in-house capability to do this ourselves. When I say do this ourselves, I'm not talking about the Royals. Baseball. I'm talking major league baseball. But we'll have partners in that as well. But I don't know how that will shake out. Yeah. It's, it's the, the blackout rules are the You're issue. You're listening right? to right.
2: With, John you know, the Sherman. Baseball package. Right.
4: It right. talks about changing that. I mean, I well, know it's very complicated. It, if we had control of it, those blackout rules would go away. Royal you know, these, CEO are, are and legacy, owner John Sherman. Agreements that are now with you know there were the Fox Sports now valleys. Uh, we want to make it easier for people. We, we we feel that reach is more important than revenue because if we if we uh, if more people if we reach more people and they can see us ultimately we'll get more revenue. But in the short term, reach is more important than revenue. John, you talk about the
2: core that you believe you got in the lineup. I think you feel comfortable throwing Brady Singer into that conversation on the mound. How would you describe your hope to lock up one multiple of that core prior to this season or during this upcoming season? Yeah, we're talking
4: about that. We are talking. We think that's a really important uh, thing for for a small market club to do. You know, it gives you a couple things, right? It gives you cost certainty on one hand, but it also gives you that. I'd love to uh, know that we have some of these guys beyond the the arbitration or you know their arbitration years. It's it becomes very valuable because. You have cost certainty. Plus, you, you know, if you don't, if you're going to lose them in five years, you got to think about how do you get a return on a really talented guy in their fourth or fifth year. And so, we're working on that. We're going to spend a lot more time. I'm going to be down in surprise with the front office group, and we're going to spend a lot of time on that. With a, you know, talking about key guys, uh, he would be one of them. Along those lines, how do you wants. see how do you see payroll increasing the next couple of years?
5: And, and was there a set number that you told
1: JJ? About this offseason, well,
4: payroll. What number did I tell Jake? Well,
1: I just wondered if you told him <laughs> that number. I
4: was asking him what payroll he wants. I mean, I really. What do you say to that? Really, I want to know what payroll he thinks. And you know, he's he's actually um, kind of feel he kind of feels like we need to see where we are. You know, there's lots of examples of going out and signing a star player that you, you haven't surrounded that person with the right supporting core it doesn't work right it's inefficient and so i think uh, i think jj wants to see where we are both both the young guys developing the plate but also the pitching stand as well.
2: all right I, I gotta jump in on that i i apologize we'll, we'll get back to hearing more from royals owner and ceo john sherman but i, I gotta touch on what he just said right there annie rogers asked the question about payroll you know what have you told jj piccolo about uh, how much he's allowed to spend uh for this 2023 season, and John says, "Hey, I, I ask him how much, how much do you want?" And he says, as you just heard, uh, you know, JJ wants to see what he has here. Um, and you've already heard right there, John talk about, um, you know, the possibilities of exploring a long-term extension for a guy like Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, Brady Singer, Vitty Pasquantino, Michael Massey, Drew Waters. I mean, there are a lot of very young, talented ball players on this 40-man roster as we prepare for the 2023 season. But as John alludes to, other superstar players that weren't properly surrounded by. Uh, winners uh, weren't properly surrounded. We're we're talking about uh, uh, Mike Trout, right? Talking about a Mike Trout, a great player that never had the supporting cast to get him to the postseason on a consistent basis. Um, Because oftentimes, especially with that Angels ball club, they would throw bad money at problems. Uh, You know, Josh Hamilton and C.J. Wilson, Anthony Rendon and Justin Upton, throw money at, 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 at names, uh, throw money at narratives, but without properly identifying what your team needs, right? You must be the best talent evaluator of your own talent. Nobody uh, and this is you know something that Tampa has done a terrific job of uh, and, th- and that is fleecing other organizations. You know, the Pittsburgh Pirates are, "Eh, we're we're not too sure about Tyler Glass now. Eh, We we really don't really know about uh, this guy or that guy. Well, Tampa sees something. They acquire said player, and he flourishes in that Rays organization. Um, The Royals cannot be fleeced the way that the Pirates were. The Royals must know their talent better than the other 29 organizations. So what I infer from what John Sherman said there and what JJ Piccolo has been saying. Now this I, I, I'm not acting as if I'm I'm breaking any news or splitting the atom. It's pretty obvious to anyone that's been following this team. We could I'm standing here overlooking, Kauffman Stadium as we speak. Okay, Salvi, we feel pretty good. We know what we're going to get from Salvi behind the dish, right? MJ Melendez in left field. I have high expectations. But it's a question mark in left field. Drew Waters, Kyle Isbell battling it out in center field. Question marks. I have high hopes for Drew Waters. I know a lot of people have very high hopes for Kyle Isbell. But it's question marks, right? You want to look over to uh, right field and talk about an Edward Olivares or a Kyle Isbell or a Drew Waters. Question marks. Shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. Now come on, we all believe that Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a 7, 10, 12-time All-Star. Top five for MVP multiple times in his career. But it's a question still. He's yet to do it. Second base, Michael Massey and Nicky Lopez battling it out. Those are question marks. First base, Vinny Pasquantino and hopefully the emerging Nick Prado. Question marks. The pitching staff, okay, Uh, Zach Greinke is Zach Greinke. Jordan Lyles should be able to eat up some innings. Brady Singer should improve. But even if you want to say, okay, uh, those three arms, we know what we're going to get out of them. What about the rest? Outside of Scott Barlow in the bullpen, what about the rest? So I understand this mindset. From John Sherman, I understand this mindset from JJ Piccolo of, hey, I'm not going to sit here in my first full season as the general manager. I'm not going to go to John Sherman and say, hey, uh, I need you to allow me to sign this free agent, this free agent and this free agent totaling you know, seventy five million dollars per season. I need you to go out and sign me three big free agents because this team can win. How can you say that with a straight face? You can't right now, because as we just went over, outside of Salvi, Barlow, and Granky, it is question marks abound. So I understand that, that, that 2023 is being viewed as an evaluation season from the owner's box and from the front office. I get it. I'm not saying that if I was in J.J.'s shoes or John Sherman's shoes that I'd do anything different. But I'm not in their shoes. I'm wearing the same kind of shoes uh, that you are. I'm wearing a fan's shoes. I'm wearing someone that always knows how much money is in their checking account. right? I'm wearing the type of shoes that knows, hey, we might be able to get out to a few games. right? If I'm, if I'm buying tickets, me and the wife, we might be able to come out to a few games. Well, we, 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 don't wanna, we don't have season ticket type of money. We'll go out to a few games. And the only way we'll go is if it's an entertaining product out there on the field. And right now, if you're telling me it's an evaluation season in 2023, I'm not running to the ticket counter. I got my arms crossed saying, all right, April and May, keep me engaged. Now I'm sitting here in April and May saying, where is a big money free agent? Where is that superstar in the outfield? Where is that superstar to pair with Salvi, with Bobby? Yeah, I understand ownership and uh, the patience that they've shown. I understand uh, trying to build it properly if I'm J.J. Piccolo. But as a fan, man, I don't care about any of that. I want to win. It has been way too long since August mattered in Kansas City. Shoot, it's been since 2017 that July mattered in Kansas City. So I can't sit up here and start uh, – you know, banging the drum or blowing the trumpet going, all right, Royals fans, let's get ready for an evaluation season. No. Until they're mathematically eliminated, I'm treating this team as if they're going for the division crown. And I think that's how you have to feel if you're a fan. And the only reason why I can actually say that is because of the addition of Zach Greinke. If they don't get Greinke back, along with the three pitchers that they had to sign, I mean, I, I don't know what I would have done as far as this role if the Royals would not have signed three real free agent pitchers. Now, Jordan Lyles, $17 million, that's a real contract. Now, Aroldis Chapman has a Hall of Fame resume. That's a real free agent contract. Now, Ryan Yarbrough, we, we could debate, but I said I wanted three new pitchers. They brought in three new pitchers. But without Zach Greinke, I would have no hope, none. I would have no hope for 2023, and to be quite honest with you, I think I'd be in trouble this season because I wouldn't be able to put on a smiley face. I would not be able to get you excited for the season, but Grinky allows hope. Grinky allows you to dream about 2023. I'll explain how the future Hall of Famer – how he's been able to mold my brain, or at least help my dreams of royal success in 2023. It's strange to say a guy that you know didn't even give you 140 innings last season is the difference between hope and hopelessness for 2023. I'll explain that coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now, as well as be joined by Josh Stalmont, and Daniel Lynch. We're live from Kauffman Stadium, Royals Rally 2023. We're here until 2 o'clock, taking you up to K-State basketball on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to Royals insider, Josh Vernier, live from the Royals Rally at Kauffman Stadium. If you miss any of the show, everything is on demand in the All Things Vern channel at 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio.